Hey, up next on the Mar Army Rock Show, we are excited to have Tony Richards with us. Now, Tony of Wicked Star, they're out of Los Angeles, California. The new album, Return to Glory, with a release date of June 27th. Tony, welcome to the show. How you doing, Rocky? I'm doing great, man. Glad to have you on the show for the very first time. Now, for our listeners who might be a little bit new to Wicked Star, maybe, um, tell us a little bit about the um, background of the band, the story behind the band and its formation. Oh, man. So it originally started back in 2007 with when me and my friend uh, Ashton Childs used to play in a band called... Um, uh, what was the name of the band originally back in the 90s? Um, Suicide Alley. There it is. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. No, it's all good. So, um, yeah, <laughs> a little brain fog. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so he was in a band called Suicide Alley. I was in a band called Desire. Uh, we played in rival bands uh, in the late 80s, early 90s, mid 90s. And, you know, after uh, the scene sort of died out in LA and, and switched over to Sweden, um, you know, we kind of did our own thing and lost contact with each other. And then in 2007, we contacted each other. He wasn't doing anything. I wasn't doing anything. So we got together and uh, we originally put Wicked Star together. And uh, we worked with Bill Crodell. Bill's worked with Gilby Clark, the Bullet Boys, uh, Rat, Great White, all the South Bay Area rockers that uh, we would refer to that you know, we're hanging out like in the Redondo Beach area and all that. So Bill was a, a really good engineer and he brought out uh, the best in both me and Ash. And then uh, he recruited a guy named David Raven uh, to come in and play drums. And, and David was awesome. I mean, he nailed uh, the first three songs that we did really well. So what happened then, to, to make a long story short, uh, Ashlyn went MIA for personal reasons. Uh, I'm not going to get into that. And then uh, Bill ended up dying of cancer. Mm. Um, so the project was sort of like dead at that point. Yeah. You know, dead on arrival. Right. And I was like, man, should I continue with this or should I just bag it and start something else? When I played a couple of songs, some of my friends and stuff, they really liked it a lot. And they're saying, no, man, just keep going with it. Don't don't put it on the back burner. Just try to finish it if you can and, and, and put it out there and see what happens. So um, that's exactly what I did. But it took me probably around seven years to figure that out. But during that time, I was raising my daughter as well. So that kind of, uh, you know, added to, to the to the uh, chaotic uh, yeah. experience that I was going through at that time. But uh, once once I figured it out and I said, okay, I'm going to approach this and, and go full bore and get this done, I started talking to other musicians that I knew, uh, and it just became a, uh, a collaboration of a lot of different people playing on different songs, and that's how the first album came to be. Uh, that, that first album was um, Collision Course. And then what I did was uh, I hired a uh, PR guy, and I figured I had to come up with a game plan on how to revive my career and get back out there again. Um, because it had been a while since, you know, 2003, which was when I broke up with uh, Desire. Uh, we lasted from 95 to 2003, and we put out uh, one album that had 15 songs on it. But, uh, you know, no, everything had changed in, in yeah. however many years that was. Uh, and everything was different. You know, the whole... Uh, 
hair metal scene had switched over to Sweden at that time. And then I think by the time I got things rolling, it, it switched over to Helsinki at that point. So it went, it was still in Europe. Um, there wasn't many American bands playing that style of music anymore. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, I got this PR guy and, and we came up with the plan to go to South America and that that was going to be the the launching point for, for Wicked Star and, and getting everything rolling, getting the ball rolling on everything. And that's kind of what happened in 2015. Uh, I went to uh, Argentina, Brazil, Uruguay, and we did a promotional blitz for the first album. And uh, we printed, I think, 800 copies of the actual CD, uh, physical CDs, and we passed them out to everybody in South America. Uh, and it was really cool because uh, they liked it, they embraced it. Uh, I got to go on, uh, you know, one of the biggest uh, music channels out there. I guess it's compared to what M- MTV used to be, yeah. what VH1 was. And then I uh, did a lot of radio interviews and stuff like that. And and then I uh, I even went up and, and sang a couple of Van Halen songs with this Van Halen tri- <laughs> tribute band in Buenos Aires so that was kind of cool so that's that was the the launching point the next year they invited me to do uh three shows in Buenos Aires and I went out there and I played uh two shows headline two shows and then I uh opened up for Jeff Scott Soto uh at the Roxy in uh in Buenos Aires and that was pretty cool we sold it out and uh yeah that was that was pretty much the beginning of 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 Wicked Star uh getting back on on the map and uh you know launching my career again and and getting people to to listen to the the stuff that we were putting out which was you know good hard rock hair metal whatever you want to label it but it was good stuff it was in and people were digging it and then we started opening up for a lot of national acts and you know, everybody that knew me from back in the day was starting to come out and out of the whiskey in Hollywood and supporting me again. Uh, and that was good because I was like, okay, it, it's happening. It, yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's getting serious, it's getting real, and, and things are rolling. And it hasn't stopped since, man. So uh, good things have happened during this whole pandemic stuff. We've been working our butts off, and, you know, we're, we're just, we're not sitting on our, on our asses. And we're just trying to make things happen. And, yeah, well, and you are. You sure are, because I mean, you released an album in 2020, and then. Uh, but I do want to ask you now. This album, when I listen to your older stuff, and when and even older, I mean, I mean, like a year ago, this album has a real melodic metal style to it that I, I from the samples I've heard so far that I really like a lot. Has it been a slight move towards a little more melodic, or maybe not? Just was it coincidental? Oh yeah, yeah. No, so uh, we got signed in 2020 to Lions Pride uh, to the Lions Pride music label, and they're based out of Denmark. And when I was listening to some of the artists that they signed, I'm like, wow, this is very A and R. And I'm like, oh no, man. I'm like, we're we're more like Van Halen, Kiss, that that sort of thing. And um, I was thinking to myself, we're gonna have to change our style because I don't want to be the odd duck on the label. Uh, you know, doing what yeah. we do, uh, although I like playing that style of music. Uh, so I I had this epiphany of let's just let's change a little bit of, of what we're going to do and let's change our approach and and uh, let's try to do an A and R album. And, and we did, and uh, everybody sort of put their their you know two cents in and and it just rolled. 
you know it, it came out naturally which is what I like nothing was forced um, it, it, it just it all fit really well together it was like a puzzle you know my guitar player came up with his parts I came up with the vocal melodies and the lyrics the drummer did a lot of the arrangements with the keyboards and the drums and the bass and we put it all together we went in the studio everybody has their own home studios and stuff um, I didn't want to do that but they, uh, the drummer and the uh, guitar player did. So I decided to go to a friend of mine uh, who's a really good engineer out in Woodland Hills. Uh, the name of the studio is Cockpit Studios. And uh, he recorded my vocals there. I did all the vocals there because uh, I wanted a second opinion and stuff. So he sort of like, you know, not coached me, but would sort of guide me and say, okay, this is good. This is good. Keep it going. Just, you know, and it just flowed. It flowed naturally. Again, nothing was forced. Uh, and it just came out, it came out really well, man. And I think that a lot of people are going to really, really like this new album. Um, and I think this is the one that's going to maybe break down the wall for us. Now, as I was listening to it, I'll tell you that not to force this too quick, but like I also could hear like those songs stripped down would sound really nice acoustic, I think. Have you already thought about that or maybe not so much yet? Oh, what song are you talking about? Any of them, of the samples that you had so far, just your new style. I could hear the oh, all of it like stripped down on like an acoustic set, really. Oh, we can for sure. Yeah, I mean, I mean that would sound really, really good. Um, I mean, my guitar player is great. Uh, he's really influenced by you know like Inve Malmsteen that sort of thing. But he doesn't play that way. Um, he doesn't overdo it. It's not arpeggios ripping you know 180 miles an hour. Um, he he likes to be melodic. He he likes to you know lay back when he needs to, and then he'll let it rip when he when he needs to rip, which is good. That's what I like about him. So he understands that you know you don't have to. You don't have to hammer it every time. You know, you, you do it in certain places and certain certain parts of the song, and it'll it'll come out um, a little bit more intensely than than you thought it would if you if you just you know press on the pedal right from the get go. But yeah, no, he's great. Uh, the drummer is really really good in regards to the arrangements and stuff. He was uh, responsible for producing the album, um, and me and my guitar player were co-producers on the album, but. He was the one that came up with with most of the arrangements, which, you know, at times we disagreed on certain things, but then we came to a, um, a compromise on what would what would work best <laughs> for the song itself, you know? Yeah. Uh, putting egos aside and all that crap, because, you know, <laughs> nobody, nobody wants to be egotistical about things, but sometimes you're like, uh, I don't know, I'm not hearing that, I'm hearing this. And, and you know, you're sort of trying to explain yourself and say, okay, look, this is this is the lens I'm looking at it through, and maybe you're looking at it from another lens. But let's see if we can meet halfway, and and, and we did, and and that, that's what was good about it, you know, because if you have three different opinions, you're going to have three different outlooks. But um, overall, it, it it worked out, and I'm happy, man. I'm really happy, and I can't wait till till June 27th uh, to see this thing. Now, can we at least? Can we anticipate any uh, live shows coming up? And I, I imagine that you probably play regular out there in L.A., but maybe a little wider spread around the globe, maybe? Or we're we not sure yet. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, we played New York. We went out to New York in 2019, and we did three shows in a row, two in upstate and uh, one in Queens at uh, Blackthorn 51. I don't know if they were... I, 
by a COVID casualty or not, but like, I don't believe they're around anymore. So yeah, we want to go to, um, you know, Baltimore, uh, Boston, you know, down to, down to Florida, you know, and, and, and play all those places on the East coast. So yeah, for sure. If, if the venue is willing to pay us what we're asking for, then we're there. But you know, it's a lot of, a lot of these, uh, places don't want to pay us what we're worth, you know, and, and they don't understand that it's, it's a long journey from LA yeah. to Boston and Florida and stuff. And, you know, we got at least, you know, break even or something, you know? Sure. Yeah. That makes it tough. And but, as you point out, there's so many fewer venues than there were just two years ago. So that makes it tough too. It does. It does. And we're trying to, we're trying to hook up with those, uh, legitimate promoters and stuff and booking agents that are out there too. Cause it's dwindled down, um, as far as that goes too. So if we can find a legitimate, uh, booking agency, which is what we're doing right now, that's our main priority right now. Um, then, you know, once we get lined up with them, uh, we're probably going to do a little tour of the U S but our main goal right now is to, you know, get to Europe and play some festivals out there because that's where our labels from. So we want to, we want to compete with some of those European, uh, hair metal bands that are out there right now, uh, and let them know that, you know, the U S is still, is still relevant because they, they've kind of, uh, sort of, you know, believe in Europe that this sort of music is dead in the States. Yeah. And, you know, the niche you know, here, not- it seems like the niche these days here in the States is really the festival circuit. I mean, the, you know, the M3 festival, the, all the different eighties festivals around, and of course, monsters of rock cruise and all those great things. But, um, so it seems to be the, the niche here is the festival scene. Is it still a club scene over in Europe? Do you think? I'm sorry. Is it still more of a club scene over in Europe or like, than it is the, here in the U.S.? I feel like the 80s music is all, or the hair metal scene, I guess it's not really 80s anymore, but is is more a festival thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's more of a niche scene now over there as it, as it is here, I think. Um, but, yeah, they do a lot of festivals. They, they do mass festivals out there. I think they do more than we do. Um, but, again... It's sort of tricky right now because of the pandemic. We're, we're barely crawling out of that, and now we have a war going on. Yeah. So there's a lot of there's a lot of weirdness um, in the air, and hopefully this blows away soon, and, and things will go back to some sort of normalcy that we can all relate to. But right now, there's just a lot of question marks regarding a lot of things, and you know, uh, inflation and and. Uh, gas going up increases the price of the uh, airlines and stuff so that puts a bummer on that so it's almost like we're 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 doing this album it's done it's coming out june 27th there's a few months uh we're a few months away from that and we're just hoping for the best in regards to all this stuff getting better uh you know we're not even in april yet so hopefully hopefully things improve and then that way we can get out and do what you know we want to do in regards to promoting this and um, not having any setbacks anymore in regards to some sort of spike and you know um, yeah. the pan- the pandemic thing and, and then this war just getting out of hand where it gets like really dangerous out there. But we'll see what happens, man. We're just hoping for the best. 
Well, uh, man, the record uh, release date is June 27th. It's called Return to Glory, appropriately named. And uh, Wicked Star, Tony, where do you want people to go to follow you, keep up with the release of the record and everything you guys got going on? Where's the best place to follow you all? Uh, you guys can go to our Facebook page. Uh, we also have an Instagram page. We're on Twitter. And uh, we also have a YouTube channel. So if you go to any of those, uh, you'll definitely be able to know what's going on and where we're at and what we're doing because we're constantly uh, updating all those and putting new stuff out there and keeping it fresh. So, yeah, we're on top of all our social media. All right, so get out there on all those social medias. Follow Wicked Star. And remember, that release date, you can pre-order it, by the way, right now. It's uh, the release date of June 27th, uh, but the record returned to glory. Hey, Tony, man, thanks so much for being here with us tonight. Yeah, man, thank you. I appreciate it. And, you know, hopefully you'll see us at M3 uh, in the next year or two. 